to the Hobos Collective. I am your host, the Blue Wizard, and with me, as always, is my humble co-host. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can call me humble. I'm pretty beautiful. <laughs> I am Logan, the Barbarian! <laughs> and we are super excited today to welcome in Dan Sumption, publisher and author at Peak Real Press, and Eduardo, author of Settlers of a Dead God. Ooh, I really like I really like that title. Welcome, y'all. Hey, hi there. Hey, how are, how are y'all doing today? Yeah, so uh, yeah, Dan here. I'm I'm pretty good. I've been out for a nice stroll on the hills Excellent. in the English countryside. I'm feeling great. Nice. Uh, yeah, feeling fine. Feeling fine here in in Spain. It's still a bit hot, so so everything is fine at the moment. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. No, so before we get too much into things, I, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, Ratty and Cantati. Uh, go check out Ratty and Cantati. If you're into zines and role-playing games and little game zines and stuff like that that we're into, even tarot cards, I think, so you can get really mystical with it. Go check out Ratty and Cantati. We'll have a link to it both in the show notes and in uh, it, on the website where we'll have a, a synopsis of everything we talked about, we'll have links to everything that we talk about here today. And I, I got I got a really really cool time yesterday. I got to go to a zine fest here and pick up a ton of zines. None of them were game zines really, but there were some cool ones. I was wondering. I wanted to kind of talk about them for a minute. We like to start off our episodes talking about you know what kind of cool things are out there. We've been trying to do that most of our episodes. And I wanted to talk about some of these zines. So one of the ones that I was looking at is this, the Sour Collective, and they're putting out a regular zine. I picked up issue number 12. I didn't have enough to pick up all of the back issues or anything uh, like that. <laughs> now, what is this? The Sour Collective. So it's a periodical, and each one seems to have a different um, theme for the for the issues, right? It's almost it's a little zine. And I'll I'll put some links to to checking them out online. You should be able to pick up some of the issues there. But the the issue that I picked up actually focuses on is it's the mental health issue. So oh cool, <laughs> that's great. Anything else going on cool in the world of zines or games with y'all? Uh, well, I've just been really um, surprised with the everything going on in Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. With a I know it's not a zine exactly, but with Dolmenwood. Yes, and for all the school essentials, and it's been quite quite big there. So I, I was like quite quite surprised on how much they made. I'm I'm quite happy about it. Yeah, they ended up yeah. they ended up making something like like over a like it brought in over a million. I can't remember yeah. the exact amount. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I'm excited for that one to come into the man. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> uh, I I recently had a my first stall at a zine fair, which was amazing fun. Uh, didn't sell very many zines, but it was just worth it for the fun. And I picked up all sorts of stuff there. And I've just, uh, you just reminded me again, that wasn't really gaming related, but I did find one thing there called Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> uh, they sold out of issue one just before I got there. But I got part two, but it's basically, it's from uh, some folks called Coin Operated Press. And it's, um, it's just little tales of people's D&D &D games and stuff like that. And that's, it's kind of really cute. Oh, that's, yeah, that's cool! Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it's, you know, it's it's not it's not like gaming content. It's just well, there's a tiny bit of that, but it's mostly. Uh, <laughs> I'm just there's a table for uh, rolling a never-ending butter stick. You can have 
cow butter, sheep butter, yak butter, human butter. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's mainly just stories. <laughs> That's fantastic. I uh, I really like that because it seems like so much content is just put out about like, you know, this is how to maximize playing the game numerically. And you don't get a lot of things that are just stories from the table. And I, I that's that's great. That's valuable. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's really cute and it's really fun. So there's a few things y'all have coming out and we want to talk about a couple of those. And I, I wanted to bring up one thing before Dan I, 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 the mostly harmless meeting zine was the last time that you, you are a returning guest and last time, well, actually yeah. you were on the Wobblies and Wizards when we were Wobblies and Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you were doing a, a Kickstarter at that time called yep. mostly harmless meetings. And that is available now out there. You have a, uh, a place where folks can pick that up, correct? Yeah. I, I have an Etsy store. Um, peakrealpress.etsy.com uh, and I also have uh, itch.io um, I think it's peakreal.itch.io rather than peakrealpress but yeah you can find Mostly Harmless Meetings both physical and PDF on those two places and I'll try to put a link to the last time that you to the to, in on the website oh, last episode, post, and I'll yeah. try to yeah we'll, we'll put a link to the to where you can pick up the zine now that is out there in the world as well as the, the episode that we talked to you about that on so, yeah that must have been nearly two years ago now so that'd be interesting to yeah it's been like, a minute <laughs> i have to dig through those to find them it's like, it's like you gotta scroll there's like over 600 episodes to scroll through <laughs> so it gets to be a lot so you're working on something totally new right now. Uh, yeah, so, you know, that was a gaming-related sort of series of random encounters. I'm working now on a – it's kind of an illustrated book, a bit like a sort of kid's picture book, which is is part of the inspiration, called King Arthur versus Devil Kitty. And it's a an, actually an adaptation of a 700-year-old story, which I stumbled on. I read it in um, – like I found a Middle English version from 1500 or so thereabouts. It was originally written in French. And it's this long, huge, long story, most about King Arthur and Merlin and then battles. And blah, blah, blah. and then there's this little bit in it where they just go over to Europe and go to the Alps and have a battle with a giant kitten. And I thought, whoa, hang on. I've not heard this bit of the Arthurian canon before. So uh, I'm doing the first adaptation, as far as I'm aware, into modern English of that story. I've got a really great illustrator, uh, Maximilian Hartley, who um, I, I was posting about this story on Twitter and he just popped up out of the blue and said, I want to do pictures for that. Yeah, let me tell you, let me tell you, everyone, he, 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 that is, he is not exaggerating. He says he has a really great illustrator. I really appreciate the style here. It is oh, it's, beautiful. Yeah. It is, it is, it is. It is it is nice the art. It, I'm a huge fan of it. Like I, that's beautiful uh, art. That is really well done. It's kind of up my alley. It's not. I don't know. Is there? A, how would anybody describe this art? <laughs> I I had a brief for him because uh, because he he sort of like say he put himself forward and I looked at his stuff and it was kind of I can see it was really good. It wasn't exactly what I wanted, but I kind of sent him a mood board and it was like seventies kids picture book, slightly folk art. Or kind of like Eastern European, like say Polish, Polish folk art, mm -hmm. slightly creepy, folky, kidsy, uh, and he just came back with a picture that was just like, yeah, man, you nailed it. That's it. Yeah, that's that's spot on. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it, 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 it is very reminiscent of a book I would have picked up when I was a kid. As you said, 70s, 70s uh, kids book. Yeah, that's, that's yep. what I would have. <laughs> I think I that's, my, that's my demographic. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. Yeah, it, re it reminds me a bit of the uh, like art from like Tommy DePaulo. Wait, books, from if what? If you're familiar with that. I don't, I don't maybe know if that, I saw, no. what, what, How do you say that? Tommy the what? Th Tommy DePaulo. Uh a kids book author uh, most famous for a book called Streganona probably but uh did a bunch of like folk tales done into uh kids book style back in the 70s and 80s mm, i'm i'm going to have to i tommy oh you know what and yes I have I am familiar with some of these books. I have seen them on the shelves at the I just hit Google. <laughs> I can yep. see that. So when you're you're you this is currently out on Kickstarter right now, correct? Yeah. It runs till the twenty first September. Okay. So we uh, and we're kind of about halfway there. I'm I'm like in that zone of like, <laughs> oh man, we 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 should just about make it but i really really want to push this over the line i also want um i want to make this book look as beautiful as possible this is a couple of different options hardback paperback but i've got like a stretch goal to go from digital printing to litho printing and i really really oh. want to get that so that it's as nice as possible and proper oh. hardback book again my, you know my aim is the books i used to have as a kid i want like yeah. something that looks and feels and smells like that yeah, I, I I love it. And where did you find? Do you read French? <laughs> no. Uh, funnily enough, I uh, via listening to a podcast, I discovered a scholar of medieval French who's discovered a recent Merlin story from the 13th century, and it turns out she's just down the road from me. And so uh -huh. uh, this this is this is kind of way further down. And I I wrote to her and said, "Do you fancy doing a?" a uh like an appendix for this book about the history of the story and she's like yeah so that's going to be in there but no i i read it in middle english which is like the english of about 500 years ago mm -hmm. you can mm -hmm. kind of grok most of it if you but there's some, some words that really throw you but i don't really read that either it was just i was going through a bit of a period where merlin things kept popping up and i found a book in a charity shop called the prose merlin I thought, oh, I wonder what that is. I looked and it's like, oh, ye, ye oldie, this, that, the other. But I thought I'll buy it because Merlin seems to keep popping up in my life at the moment. And I read it and just almost at the end of like 400 pages of plowing through this sort of old English stuff, there's like this kitten appears um, <laughs> that's that's terrorizing the neighborhood and has like killed everyone in miles around and like king arthur merlin's telling king arthur how he's got to go there and uh rescue the community from this devil cat <laughs> so i i, I love that <laughs> i mean me medieval you know medieval stuff there's some weird stuff out there you've seen these pictures of like bunnies chasing knights and which feeds I saw a into movie like, about that once. I saw yeah, a movie well, about Monty that Python. Once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was the other thing when I read this story. Not only is the location is exactly that scene in Monty Python with the rabbit. Yes, it, the description in the book is exactly that cave. Uh, but also, Arthur's fighting this cat, and he's fighting, he's fighting, and and suddenly the cat gets its claws stuck in Arthur's shield. And it can't get its claws out because they're razor sharp. They're stuck in the steel of the shield. 
and Arthur gets Excalibur and he lops the kitten's legs off. Oh, no. The joints. And this kitten's like, yeah, whatever, carries on attacking, carries on attacking. <laughs> Arthur gets his sword, he lops the kitten's other legs off. And the kitten just keeps coming at him and it's like, yeah, it's only a flesh wound, you know. <laughs> it's just everything about it was Monty Python. And again, that made me think, yeah, man, I've got to do this. <laughs> it's just it's it's wild. Like as soon as you think that they've, you know, everything has been sucked out of the matter of Britain, there's always just more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we we think we invented surreal comedy in like the 20th century, but this stuff's been going on way back. So. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna be honest. When it comes to like Arthurian legends, I. I know more about Uther than Arthur, largely because yeah. every time I've tried to read it, I've only gotten as far as the Uther stuff, and then I've stopped and abandoned <laughs> the book. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I, I'm I'm no expert, but I've been immersing myself in this stuff from all different angles, like you know the ancient stuff, the modern, the the Mary Stuart Merlin trilogy, which was written in the 70s, mm. I think, which is a really nice kind of attempt to do a sort of historical fiction version of Merlin's life story. Um, various adaptations of Gawain and the Green Knight. In fact, Patrick Stewart, who does uh, Deep Carbon Observatory, Veins of the Earth and so on, did an ad adaptation of uh, Gawain and the Green Knight. And that's another thing that inspired me. What was Inspi that for? What, what uh, system was that an OSE or was oh, that? Oh no no that was was that <laughs> see, that was, was that, just poetry. Just poetry. Oh okay, like, I thought you're uh, yeah. Patrick Stewart, the veins of the earth. I assumed it was a yep. game book. <laughs> he, it's funny. I I've seen the Kickstarter for it. He had to do two, two Kickstarters because the first one failed because oh. I think his oh, followers are like, oh yeah, what what system is this? And he's like, no no, it's this is poetry. medieval poetry. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I get bit that. Of a thing of his. But he, I, I learned a lesson from him in that he he actually put in the book when he finally did get a successful Kickstarter, in in the sort of appendices, it's like I if only I'd thought of like bunging in the stats for the Green Knight, then this Kickstarter would have flown. <laughs> and, I, and I thought I'm having that, so my book actually does have a section at the end called the Stats of the Cat. <laughs> i'm getting i'm getting someone up to come up with like dnd 5e stats and then i'm going to do a sort of osr version and i think i'm going to do like a kind of into the odd can whatever so if you want this cat in your game there you go you can read the story and then you can play it i uh, love that i love that now ose is uh on the What's the word I'm looking for? OSE is 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 next up on the chopping block we're going to talk about because, Eduardo, you have a, an adventure, correct, for Old School Essentials called Settlers of a Dead God? Yeah, that's correct. It's more like an adventure. It's more like a setting. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a, you can use the rules of OSE or any OSR game, and you can play in this in this world. What can you tell us about this world? Well, it's a bit, it's a bit strange. It's a, basically the world is a giant corpse of a giant uh, dead mystery, mysterious person that nobody knows who he or she is. It's quite big, it's like can be like 200 kilometers long. Mm -hmm. And the, the people who live in this world, they are insectoids, which means they are insects that have evolved into insectoids who are more advanced than insects. So they have developed intelligence and they have developed motor skills. 
So this, this gives the chance to any player director to play with playing as insect toys and exploring all these uh, mysterious magic corpse, any any part they can, there are cities in the head, like cities in the chest, they can go also in the interior of the dead god, like go through the veins, organs, and so. So it's just a, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> mainly it. <laughs> and you have the, is this right? You've got that, so we've got a, a, a I can't pronounce that, scar, scarafagus? Is a beetle-like yeah. insect? Am I pronouncing that right? Scarafagus is yes. a beetle-like insect. Then there's a a mothkin. You got yeah. you can play a moth, yeah. uh, an arachnid, a bee folk. Yeah. Which I'm not gonna lie, I, I I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, and one of my all-time favorites is the I love the old classic '60s stuff. And the bee folk puts me in mind of the old Doctor Who episode, the Web Planet, with the Zarbi and the Monoptera, where the the ants were, were 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 forcing the bees into slavery or whatever, and they were pulling off the bee people's yeah. wings and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can actually play like all these all these species of uh, of uh, insectoid or insects. Yeah, there's it. there's you... one extra, there's one extra. Sorry, which is my my favorite, which is the funginoid, which is at the end. So like some kind, there's like a random species that instead of coming from the insects, it comes it comes from mushrooms. Oh, so you can play one of those, which I, <laughs> I like that. They are, that. Yeah, there are yeah. six different species. Yeah, I've actually played that before. Oh, oh. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that felt yeah. bad. <laughs> I think you, I think you have previous Eduardo for uh, kind of insect stuff. You did a Nord of the Flies. Or Mark Borg, was that? Uh, not really. This is this is like my 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 the first game I have a, or the first setting that I have I have written. Like oh, I've been sorry. I've been directing um, like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, and and at some point I just wanted to create my own setting. So I I saw the amazing community that there was on on Twitter of or mm -hmm. independent authors, and then I thought, okay, why not? So. So here I, I am. <laughs> Did you, uh, so tell me a little bit about the art in this. I, I'm curious. Uh, this is there's some really cool stuff in here. I like it a lot. It's well done. Yeah, this is this is uh, done by a uh, uh, illustrator from Belgium. Mm -hmm. His name is uh, Francois Licata. Yeah, you can find him in Twitter too as uh, Rodarounet. And I like his art a lot. Like I, I was just looking for an illustrator I, I saw what he had in art station um from the very first moment i just i would just throw in him ideas and he came back with amazing sketches that huh. it just it was just exactly what i had in my mind so it, it was it was really nice to work with him he's he's an important part a very important part of, of this book yes he has helped me also to to develop new ideas too. So yeah, it's been it's been amazing working with him. So I was just messaging him this morning about the new ideas that they have <laughs> for games and stuff. The the cover art is great. It's really evocative. It just uh it's <laughs> yeah that's it's that's gorgeous, uh, yeah. And the and the and the layout and everything about it, it just looks sweet. Yeah, <laughs> those are the, the, the cover art are just some some settlers. Uh, fighting a mysterious big creature, creature that is like a big crab in the interior of the dead god. Like, <laughs> like the, the, the nasty things and, and the, the important things happen in the interior of the dead god. You know I mean, that's where all the mystery treasures 
and dangers <laughs> are in. Okay, so so I from the very beginning I I wanted to give in the book a bit of um, explain how how this the this civilization has evolved and different cities and different power groups. There are different religions too. Like religion has okay. an important part in this game. Like as as with everything in religion, there are different interpretations mm-hmm. on who was or who is the dead god. If it's a god, if it's not a god, if it's dead, if it's alive. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I so there like are like that. like three, four, five different religions thinking, fighting with each other, thinking different things. Yeah, I love that. That's that's the kind of stuff I like in a game. I love that. That's cool. That's a and this is yeah the the dead god now picturing this whole entire scene is like 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 walking up into the in the forest is like oh there's a bloated body over there and all the insects crawling around that's essentially the setting right yes it can be yeah I've some random tables where you can mix like a normal scenery from from anywhere like you can say mountains or a river mm-hmm. or wherever it is, hills, etc. And then you can see, and they are made of hair, blood, dried skin, et- tissue, etc., etc. Okay, so uh, this is something that I like, like putting your characters in a forest that is only hair, for example, <laughs> and going through a wound in se- inside of the dead god because they need to find some relic or something like that. So yeah, that's that's. I, I from the beginning I wanted to make like a, like new species in different to the classic OSR setting, and I wanted the world to be a an active part on on the game. Some something that is constantly changing because the, the body itself it is decomposing. Okay, mm-hmm. so there are things that can happen as the games go on, like the the land can turn into blue like a, a corpse yes. starts getting blue after after, after it's, it's rotting so it's it's, it's, it's rotting exactly. and bloating and changing it's stinking <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it that, 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 that's it yeah that, that's the important part of the of the game well we're coming close to time i i i, I we got one more thing i'm going to throw out there i'm going to ask both of you a, a, a question out of the blue you're both putting this stuff out there, and, and now, Dan, you've put quite a few things out. Is this the first adventure that you put out, Eduardo, or have you put previous ones out? Or what, what Do you have other stuff out there? No, I, I don't okay. have uh, any more any more stuff. It, it's going to be published by, by Exal- Exalted Funeral. Okay. So they like the idea, and it's going to be published by, by them. I, hope, I just hope people enjoy it and, and like it, and maybe develop new ideas in the in yeah. the future so uh, my question is you're both kind of like dan you've put a few things out and why are you put your first i'm curious when when deciding to put your own stuff out there what were some of the what was like one of the biggest challenges that you kind of met and how did you kind of overcome that i mean i'm i'm, I'm, I'm struggling to think i mean my biggest challenge is probably my own <laughs> kind of ups and downs in energy levels and mood and stuff like that but actually uh you so you interviewed me last time what like 18 months nearly two years ago about uh mostly harmless meetings and that was like the beginning of this journey for me that was the first time i'd ever done anything like this um and since then it's just it's 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 kind of fluctuating a bit but it's just i've really hit a uh my stride in the last few months and uh nice yeah I, I don't know there's 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 plenty of challenges out there but um 
you kind of you kind of get over one and then you think oh that wasn't so bad actually and <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just having fun getting right. stuff out there at the moment Eduardo I think it I like I like I love the creative part I love love de developing the world mm -hmm. um it's my my first time publishing something but everything that goes after that like uh, working with illustrator and then uh, the English translation and then editing it and then doing the layout and everything is is a is a long process mm -hmm. <laughs> longer and, and and there are a lot of details there that they they are just out of, of the creative part yes uh, and it, it's been the, the, the part that I have to uh, it, it seemed a bit harder for me because mm -hmm. I, I was like okay I've done the creative and this is it and no, I have to be really involved in the in the rest of the of the process, and I think I learned lo lots from that. And and thankfully, I work with very good professionals. But it's a it's it's a it's a big process. It's a big process. I I enjoy it at the end of the day, and I learned lots. Excellent, excellent. Well. We're about out of time. I'll ask you, Dan, to start. Could you tell folks where they can find you online and where they can check out some of your stuff? And we will definitely be putting links in the, both in the show notes and on the on the on the blog, the hoboscollective.com, to all of your social media where you can pick up a copy of what you have out. But you have a few other things out as well, correct? Yeah. So I have I, I have a shop on Etsy that's Peak Real Press etsy.com uh, and i have a blog which is just peakrill.com uh which is obviously kind of like the hub for most of my stuff but I, i'm all over the internet if you search for peakrill it's quite a rare word it's actually a term for a native of the peak district in england uh and i mm. saw it i thought it's 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 i lived near there at the time and i thought it's a great word i'm having that but yeah if you <laughs> we, search peakrill you get a few, you get a few <laughs> definitions of that word and then you'll get just get me and my friends and our publications. <laughs> Eduardo? Uh, you, you can find more information at thedeadgod.com. If you go to exaltedfuneral.com and you type in the search uh, Dead God or Settlers of a Dead God, you'll find the free PDF. And I'm on Twitter as E. Caravano. Uh, which probably you'll find the link later. So that's that's where I publish stuff too. I just I just want to say I I looked at the PDF when you you sent it to us just now, Eduardo, and I looked at it and I thought, hang on, I know this, and uh, and I just checked and I actually grabbed it from Exalted Funeral about a year ago. And uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, and I thought this is this is beautiful. So I, I have it already. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very Fantastic. much. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Blue, where can they find you on the internet? Oh, as always, you can find me on uh, Instagram or threads at that blue wizard. And you can find me on a lot of different social medias at Logar Hail Crom. Our blog or our website is hoboscollective.com. It might be going through some changes and updates as we're kind of trying to trying to do a few more things with that there we should be seeing very soon right now we actually just started a, a facebook group if you're interested in talking to us and with us if you go to facebook and search hobos collective we got a little group there we'd love it if you'd check it out and join us i'll probably be a little active there as well and as always keep those dice rolling